Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Everything You Need to Know About Music, where I am sitting with my friend Rick. Say hi, Rick. Hi, Jason. <laughs> and Randy. Say hi, Randy. How are you doing, Jason? <laughs> I am doing great. All right, so for today, I wanted to pick someone that you specifically had some sort of relationship with because you are a bass player in a band. And I wanted to use this opportunity to showcase what I think is underserved, and that is the bass guitar. It is the engine it, it, <laughs> in the car that is the band. And having a drummer here with us, Rick. We like bass players. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you they're, guys, are, they're all right. You guys are related. We're the rhythm section, baby. You are the bottom. Yep. Correct. So I think it's underappreciated in that when you remove it, then you notice it. And sometimes because music is so many different layers put together to make one sound, that sometimes you miss certain things. So what I wanted to do with this podcast was solo or kind of isolate certain bass tracks and then put it back into the song, and I think people will hear it differently. Absolutely. Nice. Which I thought would be kind of fun. Yeah. So the person that I wanted to do it around was Flea. Wow. Good so choice. I, I thought so, but I didn't know where you were on the Chili Peppers. We only cover one of their... Actually, we used to do two. We used to, we've done a couple. Under the yeah. Bridge and Give It Away. Right? Okay. All right. That's actually one of those I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play. Well, we worked well, on... maybe two. California Cation. California Cation, yeah. A little, but we never really did it. I started playing the bass just because I was a guitar player. Is there any instrument you don't play? <laughs> any horn <laughs> any horn but when you think about it the bass is the first four or the, the you know the top four strings of the guitar are the four strings of the bass so when i learned chords on guitar i could get away with like let's say the song was in g i could get away with just plucking the g and then whatever the chord would then change to i would change to that chord and just pluck that for a little while can you stop giving away the secret into a band? Because you don't really need to no, know how to no, play guitar. No, but this, this, it's important, though, because Flea doesn't do any of that. Flea is so advanced in that where he goes and what he does with his notes are incredible. So I started with, let's just say we're in G. I thought just doing the G was good enough. And then I would add the fifth, right? So if I'm in G, I would add the D going back and forth, G to D, G to D. And then sometimes I'd add the octave, like two up and two over, right? Yeah. That's it. That was all I would be able to do. When I then learned about some of these bass players that we'll get into, the things that they do and the places that they go, it's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Flea, uh, flea's on a different level, slapping and popping. Yeah, which I want to talk about a lot. Slapping. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, I wanna, that's why I wanted to have you here because I have so many questions. I can't do that. I can't do it either. No, it's so and I've been in the band 10 years. <laughs> it's so impressive. It's so cool. How did you get into playing bass? Did you have that same route? Like, did you, did you start with guitar or no? You know, I, that's a funny story. Oh, good. I'm glad I asked it then. Go ahead, Rick. So you're asking how he got started playing bass in yeah. the band that we're in currently, right? Yeah. Well, I think he started as a guitar player, right? Yeah, that's 100% correct. Yeah, and see? then he got frustrated and... Long story short, slammed the door, walked out on the porch, started sweeping it, 
Um, yes, that's how it happened. Came awesome. back in. I'm sure um, he got some encouragement from his wife and from the wives. Um, right. And then he's like, well, I think I could play bass and probably not do all that octave stuff that you were just talking about. Maybe no, he just does. The I've first seen him do the, it. Yeah, I've seen now, him. but oh, yeah. we're talking 10 years ago. It was a different time. So right? in actuality, I, I did play in college. Okay. And um, I came up in uh, in the 90s, so grunge was huge. Yeah. Um, I was really into the whole grunge scene and, uh, started thinking, well, you know, I'm way behind the curve on learning guitar, but I bet you I can pick up the bass enough to yeah. play in a band. Did you always like the bass? I always thought it was such a cool instrument. It, it's strange. Cause I mean, you know, guitars is what you, you see a lot of showcasing sure. and bass is, you know, an undersold yeah, um, it's a it's instrument. More, it's like a background instrument at times, oh. which is sad. And but a, as I developed now as a bass player, now the bands I gravitate to, if they have a fantastic bass player, really, yes, that's and I'll cool. always be like, wow, that. And do you hear it more when you listen to music now because you're a bass player? Absolutely. I find myself doing the same thing, and I am not a bass player, but because I know it a little bit, I find myself listening to it more than I ever did. Oh, absolutely! Coming up and learning guitar. Yeah, you, I feel it. You, yeah, right? and that's then that's something that 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 is another um, progression in the band is that y you notice that uh, you can turn the bass up loud right. and it won't drive people away, but if you turn a guitar up loud, oh, it true. will drive people back. Yeah. The bass it it kind of goes into your soul yeah. almost. You feel it more than you hear it. Yeah, I agree with that. That's so. true. I think the drums and the bass are so related. Like, you're the bridge, I'm pointing to you as the bass player, between the drums, that backbeat, which I've always said is like, is half the song, is the rhythm, is the beat that's created, it's the heartbeat, right? Right. But you're the you're the, the glue, the bridge between that that singing or, or melodic uh, uh, guitars and pianos and the backbeat, and the that's where the bass kind of lives, because it can do... A little bit of both. It's truly considered a percussion instrument. Yeah, right? It is, 100%. Yeah. And Flea takes that to a different yes. level, which is going to be fantastic. All right, so let's get into it then. Let's get into it. All right, so... Why? Do we, do, are we done? I, I feel... No. Oh, hang on. I feel compelled to defend percussion instruments. I, <laughs> I, I think you're a string, buddy. <laughs> I mean, if you play it like Flea, then yeah, it's almost like percussion, but you're a string. Yeah. All right. Um... So, like I said, I want to do it differently. I want to isolate some of the bass tracks specifically so that you can kind of hear what's going on first and then play the song and you go, oh, and I think you'll hear it a little bit differently. Because I think, like a, like a recipe, if you remove one ingredient, sometimes it doesn't make a difference, but if you remove the bass, it's a totally different thing. Like, the song doesn't exist without that bottom for some reason, right? I'm sitting on the edge of my seat, because I can't wait to hear a Red Hot Chili Pepper song without the bass. It's, it's not the same. No, right. It's just not the same. All right. Let's do a real quick bio of Flea, because I don't think a lot of people know where he came from, so I want to do that really, really quick. P uh, Michael Peter Balzery. No way. Yeah. Nice. Born October 16, 1962 in Melbourne, Australia. Which what? I did not know. Yeah. To, did he have uh, U.S. or, or I mean, uh, United States citizen? Uh, Dual citizenship. Okay, all yeah. right. And then his father, the reason why they went back and forth is because his father worked in customs and then was posted to New York and brought the family there. And as a kid, uh, he was nicknamed Mike B. the Flea. 
And that's how he got fleeing. Oh, cool. Because he was this tiny little dude. So was his dad an agent with customs? And Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. I get it now. Because I was wondering, he doesn't have an accent. No, not at all. He, all right. he, I think he was really young, but I don't know exactly when he came over. Um, he lived a really normal, average, boring life in the suburbs. And his mom started taking guitar lessons and then started hooking up with a guitar teacher. No. Yeah. Imagine that. Isn't that crazy? So they leave the dad. To go live with this junky jazz musician music teacher in the guy's parents' basement. Wow. <laughs> so he, his mom, his sister, they all go and live in this guy's parents' basement. Wow. And he's, he was brutally aggressive. He was a violent alcoholic, but he loved jazz. And so Flea grew up listening to like Miles Davis, Louis Armstrong, Dizzy Gillespie, all these guys. And the greats. Yeah, the greats, right? And he was quoted, and I have a quote here from his book. He just wrote a book called Acid for the Children. Uh, as dysfunctional and posing and as wounded as Walter was, he was also my angel. Because without this jazz music, he would have never seen what music can bring. And he said it changed his life forever. So in 1972, the guitar teacher takes the family. They move to L.A., and Flea just runs wild. It's like a 12, 13, 14-year-old kid. Stays out to 2, 3 in the morning. Does like little crimes. Like he gets in a shit ton of trouble. Like just, just awful. So he ends up joining the school band. And he picks up the trumpet. And he's actually an unbelievable trumpet player. No. Like he wins tons of awards. He gets to play for like the not only school and wins awards. But then like for the city. And then goes on to states and everything. So I want to play for you real quick. Hold on. A trumpet track? Yeah. From Flea? Yeah. Sweet. But How do you find these things? Oh, dude, this one took me a minute. So this is him in 1993 playing with Nirvana. Already established. There's not a... Wow. Nice. I mean, I could hear it. Yeah. Anyway, you get the point. That's right. awesome. So, yeah. All right. So at this school, he meets Anthony Kiedis, lead singer for Red Hot Chili Peppers. And they both run into this guy, Slovak. And Slovak's got a band. And Slovak's this, like, really, really cool guy. And he's like, he says to Flea, look, we need a bass player. You should learn the bass. And Flea was so blown away that this guy would even ask him, like he was like moved by it, that he studied and studied and studied the bass and finally taught himself how to play bass. Threw the trumpet to the side and just learned bass. Did you know that Anthony Kiedis was an actor at that time also? A child actor? I did not know that. Yes. Really? I, I don't remember what show, but he definitely was a child actor. He has that personality, or at least at that time he did. He's he got an Kiedis. interesting story. I know we're talking about Flea, but right. his story's is pretty uh, interesting. That's, that's pretty cool. So he learns the bass, which let's just talk about that for a second. The trumpet is a B flat instrument. To go from that to a bass, which is a C instrument, is totally, totally different. I mean, it is night and day difference to play one versus the other. I mean, especially when the when you think about the trumpet is a single monophonic instrument in that you can only blow one note at a time. 
Like hmm. you can't. Right. No the cords. Why, there, there are no cords. So when you think on stage, the reason why there's like two, three, four different sometimes even more horn players is because they all are kind of playing different things to, to make it sound a little bit more like a, a chorus or, or multiple players. They'll play in different octaves or they'll play in different harmonies. It sounds beautiful, but they can only play one note at a time. So to go from that to get bass when you got some chords, some singles, like it's totally night and day different. And yet he picked it up. No problem. Which I think is pretty cool. In 19, so let's see. Uh, in 1987, I'll skip, I'll skip ahead a little bit. In 1987, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, so they form this band, and Slovak dies of a heroin overdose. Yeah. So. Uh, is that when John, what is it, Frushanti? Frushanti. Comes on? Yeah. And he's, dude, I love that guy. Another terrible tragi- tragedy with drugs. Big time. And he's coming back, though, now. Yes. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. In and out of the band, and we'll get to a little bit of that, but I... Man, he's one of my favorite guitarists. He's absolutely incredible. Uh, Flea's 58 now. He stopped doing drugs around 30. He said once he stopped doing drugs, everything, all the feelings like caught up to him. But mm. they made some unbelievable music before and after that period, which was, I think, pretty cool. But he's not just a, a one-trick pony. I mean, he has played with other bands doing other things. Like, I'll, I'll play a couple of things. Like, he did some stuff with Alanis Morissette. Um, he's actually the guy who, who's on this track. I don't know if you know this. He did the bass line for Bust. this. Busted. Actually, do you know Bust the Move by Young MC? <laughs> I do. Who didn't? I didn't know it was Flea. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I can recognize it now. All right, so let's, all right, so let's talk a little bit about his style because I really want to I want to ask you specifically about the slapping because for the life of me I can't do it and I'm so impressed by it Flea really gets inspired by a couple of different uh bass players namely this guy Larry Graham who was from Sly and the Family Stone um Sly and the Family Stone did stuff like this like dance to the music and this instead of picking the string with the finger or even playing with like a like a pick, he basically slaps it with his thumb and lets it kind of like reverberate. It's so freaking hard, though. It is. I, I, I honestly don't know how they control strings like that. Yeah, I, I don't really either. Don't. It's crazy. So he, not only does he do that with his thumb where he's like almost flicking his wrist and popping it, but then he'll pick on the way up with his other finger. Slap and pop. Slap and pop, which I'm so just impressed with. So this guy, Larry Graham, is kind of the guy who started that and the reason he did is because when he was in a band with his mom early in his life they didn't have a drummer and they needed the percussion so they needed that slap they needed that almost that like that kick but then also a little bit of that snare so he was doing both wow which is really really kind of cool you want to hear something i do an interesting tidbit yeah i really do sly and a family stone right yeah okay a couple of times when rick could not play a show okay the drummer that played with us, right? A guy named Rory, a okay. local guy, went on tour with Sly and the Family Stone as their drummer. Come on, yes. And I, and for the life of me, I can't remember his last name. No way, that's awesome. But in their very later years, he went on tour with them. That's really cool. Like at the end of the group, I don't even know if they're still. That's crazy. That. Yeah. L- yeah. Listen that's to this. Amazing. Listen to Sly and the Family Stone. Listen to this song, and I think you'll really hear. Not only that slap, but you'll heal a little bit of that flea. 
There it is. Right? That funk. Because Flea is weird in that he's got that alternative song style, but it's pure funk in the bass, isn't it? See, and you just want to move. Yeah, you do. You right? can't. You cannot help it. By the way, the name of this song is one of my favorite songs. This is Thank You, but in parentheses, it's Follettin' Me. F-A-L-E-T-T-I-N-M-E. Follettin' Me. B myself. M-I-C-E. Uh, oh, nice. E-L-F. Yeah. Follettin' Me. Be Myself. Uh, I mean, oh, it's just a terrific title, <laughs> right? <laughs> all right, so, all right, let's go on to the Red Hot Chili Peppers because we, we got to get there. This is important. All right, so the first song that I want to do for you, I'm going to try to do this in three, but there's no way I'm going to do it in three songs because there's, there's just too many to do, is I want to play for you off of their... That's uh, a theme. I know, isn't you. it? I you, can't. It's, why do you name it in three songs? Because I want to be able to try to narrow it down in three songs of this is what you got to know, but I can't help myself. I, I I tried to do it too. I can't. It's so hard. I'm gonna do my best though. I'm really gonna try. Um, all right. So song number one was released off of actually their fourth album, released in 1989, and it was a cover. So I'm gonna play for. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, go ahead. Huge hit. This made. I, 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 wait, wait. Go ahead. I know exactly which song it is. Go. Higher ground. Absolutely. Listen to this. This is the original. This is Stevie Wonder, of course. Now, Stevie Wonder is playing on the Moog bass, okay? Which is a keyboard, because, you know, he plays keys, obviously. So he's got this keyboard. Now, he's got... Let's just listen to this for just a second. So he's using two hands, five fingers. He's got ten fingers working that Moog bass, okay? Listen to how busy that track is. Now, Flea has four fingers to play it on the bass, Okay? What do they do? They don't slow it down. They actually speed it up. And he goes... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Like this. Oh, four fingers and a thumb. Yeah. I got you. Come right on. I mean, that's just... All right. Right? Uh, when did it come out? 1989. So, 1990? Yeah. That song would come on in a club. Yeah. We used to go to a club, and yeah. in, in, I'm from Daytona Beach. Okay. And they had a... Um, it was at the Texan Hotel, okay. and it was Sunday Bloody Sunday, they called it. <laughs> this song would break out, yeah. enormous mosh pit. It'd be all over. All over. He does it with his fingers. I just wanted to start there because not only is that funk, which remember, Stevie Wonder, that is a funk track from 1973. He takes it, speeds it up, and does it on the bass. Oh, All right. Getting, now you're getting me excited. All right, here's what we're, here's we're going to do. Let's get it's, to... It's good because I'm filled with useless music knowledge. <laughs> this is the, then this is the right show for you because that's all I want to That's why know. you're here. That's exactly right. And we, right. Haven't even, we haven't even hit like bands I like no, yet. No, I know. <laughs> you like the Chili Peppers. I do what like the Chili Peppers. I'm totally kidding. We're not even there yet. And, right. and Young MC. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to play song number two. All right, so Higher that. Ground. First one, the cover, which was, where did it go in the charts? Do you remember? I don't. It was huge for them. Absolutely huge for them. And from there, I mean, they not only got uh, radio play, which they really started going backwards on some of their stuff, but they got really, really popular for the next couple of albums coming up because of that. And Flea has said that they didn't want to do a cover, but if they were going to do ever, any cover, it was that because it was so funky. Right? Oh, yeah. All right. Check this out. And you're going to be able to identify the song, I think, from just the bass line. But I really wanted to isolate it. 
I'm not going to say anything. Don't to tell you. me. I'm not going to. This is why I wanted to do this because without this, it's not the same song. Wow, I'm really stumped. Seriously? Wait, wait, keep going. I, I think I was almost there. That's under the bridge. Yeah. Oh yes. It is. But yeah, is that totally is that, different? Was that right. his tone though? Yeah, that is literally the track. That's isolated, his tone. That's literally the tone. Isolated bass track. Wow, it's not as clean as I thought it'd be. I know. Honestly, listen. There See? it is. There it is. Without that guitar, because you think a lot of that's being done by the guitar. That's him. Yeah. Now, now, when I hear it, I only hear the bass now. I used right. to only hear John's guitar. Now I only hear the bass here. Good song. Great song. Nobody right? I know it. I can't help it. I'm sorry. Now, now, this was all produced by Rick Rubin, who has done a ton of different productions. Um, yes. Nirvana, right? He is involved in Nirvana. He was. He did a lot of hip-hop tracks. Um, but, I mean, he's done everything from Beastie Boys to... Oh, yeah. I mean, everything. I it, can't wait for that documentary to come yeah, out. That would be awesome. Um, check this out. Like I don't have a partner. When you just hear Sometimes his vocal, there's no effects like whatsever. It's no echo. No, listen. Is the city I live in the city of angels? Right? Lonely as I am, together we cry. And you want that? <laughs> All right. I want to just I want to isolate some of these things so you can kind of pick them out. Second one I want to do. Well, actually, third one, I guess. I'm already at three. That's it. I know. Show's I'm over. Already, no, I don't know. You screwed it up. <laughs> but this one is one of my favorites. No, oh, come on. Talk about pitching Listen, a softball. I know. I know. But come <laughs> on. Listen to that slide. I know. How fun is that to play, by the way? It's pretty fun. <laughs> right? It is. Yeah, that might be, that's probably one of the top two or three of my favorites that we yeah. play. Yeah, it's such a rocking song. Honestly, and it's one of those ones where if you mess up even a little bit, it just, it doesn't yeah. matter. Hear it? As long as you drop back into the groove. Because you'll, you'll see, he actually, um, there's a portion in this song where he, he just, it's fun, fun. You'll see it. It'll come up if you play it longer. Yeah. Where he's not overplaying it. I guess that's the word. It's simple. Very simple. Yeah, it is simple. Yeah. He actually said, Rick Rubin quoted, he said, look, keep it simple, quick, and tight. And that's really what it is. Yeah. But he, he's got a great drummer, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chad, Chad Smith. Smith. Yeah, he's awesome. Yep. We saw him in Big Sky this summer. Oh, no way. Yeah, there was that super group put together. Um... Uh, uh, the one guy from Pearl Jam was there. Chad Smith played drums. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I can't remember who else. Oh, uh, bass player from uh, Guns N' Roses. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a, it was a crazy super group. Do they just play covers, or do they, are they kind of doing their own stuff? Um, they what? did some of their own stuff, and then they played a bunch of covers, too. Oh, it's, it's it was pretty, awesome. a pretty cool uh, show and for Big Sky, you know? That's for, Yeah. For All anywhere, right. man. This, I'm going to go to my... Oh, I can't say it's my favorite song. It's seriously one of my favorite songs, though. <laughs> I'm not, not going to number them anymore because you're just going to keep making fun of me. I'm just going to just I'm just going to say we're going to the next one. Uh, 
Is this number five? Whatever it is. Just, just <laughs> listen to this. Just listen where he goes, okay? We're talking about octaves. We're talking about notes. He could have stayed in the first position. He goes all the way up the neck, then all the way back down. You know the song, though, right? You know what? You know what? You know what? It it almost sounds like Kings of Leon. Yeah. Okay. It's not ripped it off. That's not Kings of Leon. No. Come on. Listen to that funk now. Now do you know it? Uh, I can't think. Hold on. I'm sorry. Here you go. You got me on that one. Dana Canafore. Hold on. You'll know it in three, two. Standing in line to see the show tonight yeah. And there's a light on Heavy glow By the way I tried to For me, this one because of its components The bass, not only the guitar Those drums though I absolutely love it All right, now, for the, now because we're isolating things and because like you're gonna let me nerd out a little bit on you guys because you guys are such fan dorks too. All right, check this out. This is the isolated vocal. Waiting for He really does have a nice voice. Awesome. It's really cool. Me beneath the marquee, Wait, they have a harmony part in here. Well, they'll get to that part uh, with the chorus. Bloodbath. Right after this. Ribcage. And they do harmony Soft with tail. John, and he goes three parts. Standing in line to see the show tonight. Got it. How sweet is that? Heavy glow. One high, one low. That's with John? Yeah. There's three stems, three vocal stems right there. And then, after the second verse, they do the same thing again, but two lowers. There's no upper. That's how tight that is. Waiting for... Danny, the girl is singing songs to Absolutely me. love it. All right, one last part. Then at the very end, they put all of those tracks together, seven vocal stems I together. And then listen to this. It's like a chorus. How sweet is that? It's awesome. That's fantastic. Heavy glow by the way Try to say I'd be there. Studio's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how crazy is it? Let's go back to here. Watch. Now, with everything put together, you can hear it and really appreciate it so much more. Alright, this is this is for real. This is this is my favorite song. Now I'm gonna play for you. It's number six. <laughs> <laughs> number six of no, three. Being, no, I'm, all right. <laughs> I'm being serious though. This is my favorite Chili Pepper song. I'm I'm waiting. Okay? Are you doing an isolated track? I'm gonna do isolated. Try and first. stump me again because yeah. you just stumped me last time. All right. This is it. This is just the bass. 
listen to that. Listen to that funk. Ugh. Now, it used to be because of Frushanti's guitar. That is why I love this song. Then when I just heard this, and you put the two together, because they're playing a, essentially the same thing, but he's popping on the snare hit, and it's perfect. No, you're really close, though. I mean, it's that's really, really, really close. Man, I can't remember the name. I cannot remember it. Me. Let's do it. This is Can't Stop. Is that it? Can't Stop. This is your, this your is absolute favorite absolute song. Absolute favorite Red Hot Chili Pepper song. I like the build-up. There we go. And now, this, now, you, now you hear that bass. Right in your face. It's about yeah. to happen. He dropped out. Yeah. And then when he comes back, he plays exactly the same line. Can't stop addicted to the shindig. Chop chop, it says I'm gonna win big. Choose not to like of imitation. We need to cover more chili peppers. Yeah, you really I think do. Todd tried to play this with us one time. Listen to that. Man, he's just walking around. Yeah, oh, like, just, like it's no big yeah, deal. Here we go. They do a show at this castle, and I forgot what castle it is. They do a live performance, and he's literally running around the stage, jumping around, flipping, bumping it. Right. Never misses a note. Rolling on his backtrack. Back. Yeah, he's backtracked. Don't ever say that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, let man. Me, let me believe. I don't know. <laughs> Alright. That's it. Bonus song. It's not a. It's not one of them. It's a bonus. Number eight. So, <laughs> no, that doesn't count. All right, here we no, go. No, this is fantastic. All right, Keep going. We, all right, here we go. Just, I don't even need to play you the isolated solo because he does it himself in the very beginning. Oh, this is off their newest album, Dark uh, Necessities. Just actually, the Getaway, which this song is, Dark Necessities. And I really liked what they did with this album and he starts similar to Can't Stop where it's just build up and then he just releases into this funk that's just captivating I like how the drums are coming up yeah I just want to start jumping around ready right That's really what I had for you. I really wanted to show you a little bit of just the bass. A couple of things pulled out, so then when you put them back, I think you hear it a little bit differently. Because I don't think it's appreciated how integral and how much of a glue instrument the bass really is. I've known that for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> He's been saying it. Nobody's been listening until now. I also think it takes a certain kind of personality to play bass, too. It's, it's more of a... Uh, I don't want to say nerdy, but it's it's this like 
You're keeping time in the same kind of a way that the drummer is, but you also have the freedom and flexibility to go places melodically that a drummer literally cannot. On a serious note, yeah. if I see a bass player that sings as well, yeah, that is, to me, one of the most difficult things to do. That's like patting your head, rubbing your stomach, or whatever uh, it is. Like two it's unbelievable. That, yeah. yeah. When it's, you see like a, a, a bass player that that's a that's a good bass player sure. that can sing and play bass. Unbelievable! I always like, oh wow! That yeah, how do they do that? He's doing that. I can't do it. I I, I try to sing backups, and I'm, oh, I gotta yeah, sit out for a second I, and get back in. <laughs> yeah, we don't like it when he does that. You guys love it when I have a microphone, though. We do love that. We love it. <laughs> we love true. the chatter, but it's got nothing to do with music. <laughs> All right, that's it. I just wanted to do that and show you a little bit of Flea, and I I think for me he brings the funk that I like with the alternative rock that I appreciate and he bridges that gap which is why he's he's ranked by Rolling Stone the second base second best bass player of all time right under uh, John Entwistle from the Who which I think really? is pretty amazing yeah really really they they I would have missed that number I would well I, I could see him number 2 but the number 1 guy John Entwistle yeah from the Who from the Who wow yeah just pretty amazing I could think of a Getty Lee I, there's a bunch for sure, he's definitely up there. But I, for some reason, I think I connect to Flea. I never was a huge Who fan. John Paul Jones from yeah, I know. Led Zeppelin. But he played he played keyboard. He played so many different things that I don't know if he's a bassist. And the bass who, was who, different. John back Paul then. Jones, yeah, definitely was a bass player. But he played so many other things too that to consider him just like Flea is clearly a bass player. Correct. Good point. You know what I yeah. mean? It's hard. It's hard to do. Well, but yeah, they rank him too. And him too. and uh, horns. And, and yeah, and horns. There you <laughs> go. Trumpet. I learned something new tonight. <laughs> there you go. All right, well, we will leave it there, and we will see you next time. Tell me where